and welcome back to We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. Every episode, we will be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, that's where the reluctancy comes in. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Scott and his very reluctant journey through the Harry Potter series. Today, we'll be covering chapters 6 through 11 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Scott, how are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling good. We're we're into it. We're really getting into Harry's introduction to the wizarding world much, much more so in these chapters here. Hell yeah. So, yeah, we're, like Zach said, we're going through chapters uh, 6 through 11, and I guess uh, we can just go ahead and dive into my notes here. Last uh, last we talked about uh, in the last episode was uh, Diagon. Di- how do you say it? Diagon? Di- Diagon? Uh, it's it's di- Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley, of course. Uh, they got all his mm-hmm. wizarding equipment, his wand and whatnot. And now, yeah, chapter six. So Harry has to get the Dursleys to take him to the train station to take him to Hogwarts. Uh, my boy Vernie makes a joke about magic carpets, which I thought was pretty good. That was pretty funny. Uh, and it does seem odd. It's like, yeah, tra- take him to the train station to go to wizarding school. But I know that's just all part of, you know, the, oh, they want you to make it seem ordinary but it's not it's magic uh bernie tells bernie tells harry that they can take him to the train station because they have to go to london anyway to take dudley to the hospital to have his tail removed and this is this is like a month later i believe they establish at the start of this like hagrid did the whole tail thing like a month ago and they're just now going to have his tail removed, which I think... They let it ride, man. That, they let that, it ride. Were they just hoping it would go away on its own? I don't know. I I mean, maybe. I thought that was pretty funny. Good job, Hagrid, is what I have written in my <laughs> notes here. Ha- so, r- real quick, uh, there is actually some history on the uh, on the Hogwarts Express and, and why they take a train. Oh, I'm sure uh, there is. Yeah, it's kind of like in a like in the margins, like canon stuff that J.K. Rowling has has like written. I think she wrote about it on Pottermore. Uh, you say that like that's something I should know what that is. <laughs> right, I forget that this is your reluctant journey. Yes, and not mine. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Pottermore is kind of like a. It was a community-based website for J.K. Rowling to uh, put out more Harry Potter content uh, without like publishing a full book. She would. So this is like publish like a. This is like the blog version of the Cimmerillion. <laughs> yes. For Lord of the Rings. Yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, and she she basically will release like a short stories or just like hey quick notes or fun facts or things like that uh, on that but it's an interactive website where you you know get sorted into a house and you can play along and and uh kind of be a part of the the community yeah bloggerillion that's the only joke that took me a while to come up with (laughs) bloggerillion real good i'm just gonna go anyway i i won't go into the history of it maybe we can save that for for a little yeah. bit uh, i don't want to bore you but but yeah no there there is actually uh something there. excellent excellent love it i'm sure i can't wait to hear more about that <laughs> um so they take him to the train station and just dump him off there's the whole thing about the platform seven and three quarters or whatever it is oh and come on not is it nine and three quarters it's nine oh, and three quarters mistake. you fucking Sorry. asshole and of course, Vernie was like, "You're a dipshit. There's no nine and three quarters. Have fun at the train station, missing your train that doesn't exist, and just leaves, which is great. Uh, the Dursleys are assholes, <laughs> dude. Th- think about how funny that actually is, though. Like, take yourself out of the fact that, like, hey, this is a magic uh-huh. book, and it's like this this very regretful like." uncle is taking his nephew to the train station and he's like yeah okay yeah. dude oh yeah no peace the out, whole man. time he totally has the attitude of like yeah sure i'll take you to platform nine and three quarters you <laughs> moron see a dipshit 
<laughs> have fun. I guess like was their plan like because they just straight up leave him then in London, and I had yeah. the thought of like if they're just like dumping him in London like you dump a box of kittens that you don't want on the side of the road like <laughs> why haven't they done this a long time ago i don't know um so here at we don't want to we do not endorse any uh harm to no I, I love kittens <laughs> but, you know stuff happens <laughs> uh so he meets the weasleys at the train station you, you. the uh the whole family's there my first question was he sees them like go well he doesn't see them because people keep getting in the whale keep people keep getting in the way of his vision blocking his view of how these people are just disappearing into the wall or something my question immediately was this is obviously a very busy train platform how does no one just see people plenty of people just vanishing through this wall and i'm sure the answer is well magic scott but i was like that seems suspect I uh I was excited to get into the Harry Potter books be- because I f- I thought it would be funny if I <laughs> if I kept track of how often my answer to your questions are well it's magic well it's magic so this is the first official well it's because it's magic Scott <laughs> yes sure um next uh, Fred and George uh, prank their mom. Uh, I think one of them, she's like, Fred, you go first. And he's like, dang, mom, I'm George. You can't even tell the difference between your kids. What the hell, bro? And she's like, oh, sorry, George. And he's like, haha, just kidding. I was Fred. And then runs off. And that's, that's, <laughs> I, I like, I just got a good chuckle of that because that seems like exactly the kind of stuff me and my brother did to torment my mother. Um, oh, they also thank her for the idea of blowing up a toilet i believe she says something to the effect of like if i hear about you two blowing up one more toilet and they're like oh we've never done that but that's a great idea thanks mom uh which is pretty good pretty good dude fred fred and george are uh are some of the best fucking people in yeah i liked fred and george pretty much immediately you also meet percy he seems like a real dick so <laughs> percy that sucks, that family's all over the place um Speaking of, Harry is with Ron on the train. Ron complains about him, his mom making him corned beef. What an idiot is what I have. Corned beef is delicious. I don't like Ron already. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what the hell, man? He's like complaining about his mom's homemade corned beef sandwiches. And I'm like, bro, that sounds delightful. Don't hate on corned beef. That's good. That's good stuff. I, I can't say that I'm I'm too big of a fan of corned beef, but you know, I mean, he the the idea is that he's poor. I know the book is trying to show you that he's poor. I know and he you know he like he doesn't get any good like quote unquote good stuff or what a what a ten year old child would say is like good. sure. Believe me, you know? I fully understand. They really beat you over the head with the idea that the Weasleys are poor. Oh uh, yeah, friend George seemed totally fine with it. Ron can't seem to like stop complaining about it anyway yeah uh oh then my next note here is merlin exclamation point do we get to meet him slash her merlin rules tell me his her story i think he got a card for merlin no uh fuck man (laughs) this is funny i did not think i was gonna have to explain this (laughs) Uh, no, so in every chocolate frog, yeah. it's uh, the there's card, a right? collectible card of a famous witch or wizard. Yes. So he gets he gets Dumbledore. Right. Uh, the card he gets is Dumbledore, and he it explains Dumbledore's accomplishments and why he's famous, and it it um, talks about how he was awarded like the Order of Merlin first class or something like that. So it's like an award or like a it's like it's similar to winning like the Nobel Peace Prize or something like that, you know, like. No, there's there's reference to an actual Merlin. I'm nearly positive. I'm I'm pulling up the Kindle book here. You're saying Merlin is not actual a person in this world, is what you're telling. Well, me. I mean, I'm sure he is if they're referencing him, but like they're they're not talking about Merlin that I'm aware of in any part of any. Okay, of these books. well, let me let me ask you this then: Do are these cards only about living wizards, or is it possible Merlin is like a dead and gone wizard? 
I, I think the understanding is that Merlin is a famous witcher wizard of, of the past. Okay. And he was he or she was probably so like pivotal that there's an there, award named after him. And there's him still and he's still got trading cards out there. Like I I don't I don't know that there's a trading card of, of him. Uh, I mean I could be wrong, but I I am pretty certain that it's just referencing hang on, I'm, I'm, Dumbledore's accomplishments and being awarded the Order of Merlin first class. I'm looking... Uh, well, this is going to take too long. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out some other time. Anyway, every time Merlin is in any story, whether it be Sword in the Stone, uh, Seven Deadly Sins, anything, Merlin rules, and then I just couldn't stop thinking about how Boy, I wish this story was about Merlin instead. <laughs> oh my god, he suck. So, okay, the next note I have here is Neville lost his toad and Ron makes fun of him. Dude, you've got a fucking rat who... <laughs> so, this is this is going to sound bizarre, but as, as I've stated before, I have at some point in my life seen all of the movies and I remember extremely, extremely little... But one of the things I'm pretty sure I remember is I'm pretty sure that rat is actually a creepy old dude in like transmogrified or whatever they call it. That's a transmogrified. That's a weird thing for me to remember, but I'm pretty sure I remember that. So my note here I have is, dude, you've got a fucking rat who I'm pretty sure is actually a creepy old dude. <laughs> Don't make fun of Neville and his toad. Although Neville and his toad also deserve to be made fun of. I just don't like Ron. Uh, so there's... Yeah, man, uh, I, I'm also not the biggest Ron fan. Where's where's the Ron heads out there? Are there Ron heads? Do those exist? Yeah, there's... Man, there are a lot of people who, like, love they Ron. Stand like, there's Ron. people that swear he's one of the best characters in this in this entire series, Gross. which is just not true yeah. like even a little i have so far so far ron first impression with me not good doesn't like corned beef makes fun of yeah he's got a rat anyway i don't i don't think you need to tell me whether i'm way off or on with the creepy old dude rat but no i i'm not when you when you make uh, like assumptions or predictions i'm just kind of just gonna roll this is less of a prediction but more of like maybe a nightmare i had or just something i'm remembering (laughs) (laughs) but i digress uh they meet hermione who is smarter than both of these two idiots combined says she wants to be in Ravenclaw or Gryffindor from what I've known I think we discussed a little bit about the houses last time uh Ravenclaw seems like definitely for her and obviously I'm pretty she ends up in Gryffindor which confuses me because that she seems more like a Ravenclaw but whatever uh they get to Hogwarts oh no hold on I have one more note here about the train. Ron hates Hermione because he's an idiot and she's not is the entirety of the next note I have. (laughs) Yes, man. Dude, again, okay, so like, I don't think there's any secret. You may may or may not have made notes about this, but like, Hermione's not the most likable character in the first book, or at least in the first half of the first book. Uh, I mean, she's obviously smart, and when you have some idea, it, like in your case, of like who Hermione is, then you can kind of like, I guess, extend to, to that version of sure. her that that pe- people know and love, uh, aka Emma Watson, because hell yes. Um, but I mean, you know, regardless of that, it's just she's a badass, and I think people just know she's a badass. But like the first half of the first book is like dude shut up Hermione like See, I don't know. leave me like, alone yes there, there is a little bit of that but even just this early stuff I'm like I mean yes she's a little arrogant about it and maybe this is because Zach I'm sure would probably tell you I have a tendency to be arrogant about certain things I'm just I just kind of insufferable insufferable a little bit maybe see I just kind of roll with this I'm like yeah Hermione's smart and they're not so she's telling them what to do Fuck yeah, good job, Hermione. I, I don't find her that insufferable at all so far. Okay. So, anyway. All right, fair enough. They get to Hogwarts, and Hagrid finds Neville's toad. I swear to God, if this toad is an important plot point, dot, 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 is what my next note is. The toad has come up like <laughs> 60 times, and I'm just like, if this toad turns out to be an important plot point, I'm going to I'm gonna freak the fuck out. 
So that is the end of Zach. The face you're making right now, I don't love. <laughs> so that does not bode well for me and my toad. I can neither yeah, confirm exactly. nor, de- nor deny. Good thing we're an audio podcast. You have the worst poker face. Chapter seven. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I do. I know. Again, I know this is an audio podcast, but I have to show this to you. And you have to try and explain this to me. So, at least in the Kindle version, I don't know if this was the case in the original print, but at the start of each chapter, there's, like, the chapter number, the title, and then, like, a little picture of something. Yes, I hate them. And can you explain to me, can you see that, what that picture is? Before, Before you explain, this is what I have written down. What the fuck is this picture of the troll person farting and holding a shotgun <laughs> at the beginning of chapter 7? I was extremely confused by this picture. It looks like a troll person and there's like fart stink cloud behind him and it looks like he's holding a shotgun and I want to know this troll person with a shotgun story. If if I am not Oh man, I Okay, all the Harry Potter fans out there are going to get fucking upset with me. I think... Wait, does this chapter make a reference to Peace? I think it's probably Peace, yes. That was... Uh, that's that's what I think it I is. Pro- that's what my thought was later, but that picture's weird. It's probably Peeves. Dude, the 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 uh, artwork in the books uh, was not directly from J.K. Rowling. So there's things that come up in the artwork that are just like not i don't know like i well, i don't expected her to like draw sh- them herself or what well no like uh like they weren't necessarily like sanctioned by jk roll uh, well they have to be sanctioned sure anyway i just i just <laughs> made a note about that i was like this is a weird picture that's neither here nor there so they're waiting in the castle mcgonagall 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 tells them to get ready for the sorting and she's like, straighten yourself up. Apparently, Ron still has shit on his nose, despite literally everyone telling him about it. His mom told him he had shit on his nose. <laughs> Hermione told him he had shit on his nose. And he still hasn't fucking fixed it. Goddamn, Ron is an idiot. <laughs> Dude, imagine how he wipes his I, ass. I don't want to know how he wipes his ass. The dirtiest <laughs> ass at Hogwarts. <laughs> Dude, fucking hashtag dirtiest ass at Hogwarts. Oh, let's please don't start. Actually, start that hashtag. Uh, oh man, I don't know, dude. That that might have to be our uh, our Twitter handle for this geez, fucking show. Yeah, maybe it should be. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, next thing I have is with all the crazy names for shit, which you know I'm I'm a sucker for a good crazy name. Uh, the House yeah. Cup, just really lame. Like. Uh, we gotta win the house cup come on come on you can do better that's very that's very British uh, to win a cup yeah I suppose they make mention here of Peeves Peeves happens they see the ghost but somebody says Peeves is not really even a ghost what the fuck is he question mark but then I think actually that's the note I have but then later several chapters later I think I have another note I think they call him a poltergeist not sure yes. what the big difference is but i'm sure there is you're not sure what the difference is well so a poltergeist is like you've never seen swayze's ghost i actually haven't no i'm <laughs> really? ashamed to say as much as i love a sway <laughs> fucking a good swayze, swayze dude. crazy swayze i have not seen ghost is a poltergeist just so, like moves objects and is like kind of like possessed objects uh a poltergeist just can can physically touch okay. things. That, that's because that, that makes that's sense. Because he he drops a bunch of shit on them, and right. none of the other ghosts and seem uh, to be able to touch to, them. Right? Yeah, like according to most like lore, poltergeists, whether you believe in this stuff or not, poltergeists like they touch things and they tend to have more of like a mischievous or like a forceful like evil nature. Sure. Like they they fuck shit up is what my they do. my point of reference for poltergeist is like the freaking Castlevania games and it was always like a bunch of furniture that you just smacked with your whip and killed. Um, Hell yeah, dude! Castlevania's great. Anyway, uh, 
Oh, I have like so they go into the great hall and I have a note here. I would like a house where the roof is there, but it shows the sky. That would be really cool. I suppose that's just a glass roof, but nah, it's different. It's a little different. It's still cool. <laughs> you know, that's this is one of those situations where the answer does not have to be. It's, it's because, because magic. It's magic. It's just you could just glass have a glass roof. roof. Yeah, but again, it's not the same. It'd get hot. It's not, yeah, it's not the same. Uh, my next note here simply says, Ugh, the sorting hat sings a lame-ass song about how lame Hufflepuff is. Dude, hell yeah, dude. Th- this is... Uh- <laughs> Dude, this is J.K. Rowling's first fucking jab at Hufflepuff. Oh, no, 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 no. She takes a jab at Hufflepuff. No, there's a bunch of jabs. We talked about the jabs at Hufflepuff last time. That's right. No, you're right. Dude, it's so funny that that the sorting hat just straight up is like, and Hufflepuff just gets everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the exact frame of reference I have, but I was like, oh, this song is lame. Oh, but he does also mention how lame Hufflepuff is. That's kind of funny. Yeah. So... The song, why? Why does... Ugh, there's a lot of singing hey, in this w- chapter. W- were you listening to the audiobooks? Not at this point. When I was taking my notes, I was actually reading the... Oh, the man. Do you remember... Wait, you were, you've you been listening to Jim Dale's audiobooks, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, I don't remember the Sorting Hat song, if that's oh what you Oh, my saying. God, man. His, his singing of the Sorting Hat song is not fantastic. Now I do want to go back. <laughs> but like, it's so not great that it's kind, kind of, of like amazing. amazing and I kind of love it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my next note simply says, Terry Boot goes to Ravenclaw and he's my new favorite character because Terry Boot is a great fucking name. <laughs> uh, see, you in our One Piece episodes, you do nothing but hate on the names, but the ridiculous names is literally my favorite part of this so far. Oh my god. And also he's in Ravenclaw. I'm pretty sure Terry Boot is my my spirit animal. Not really an animal, but he's my favorite character for sure. Harry asks if Dumbledore is, quote, a bit mad, and even that douche Percy says yes. So Dumbledore... I think he's just doing crazy stuff. I don't know what he's doing here. I don't know what this is in reference to, but he's saying some weird stuff, I'm sure. Then they sing the school song, and then my note says, The school song is so dumb, it flips around to being awesome slash hilarious. The fact that they sing it to any tune that they want, like... It, and it just it's kind of amazing. it's kind of amazing it just works also i love fred and george specifically choose like the slowest tune that they possibly can so they're still going long yeah long after everyone else is done D- don't they do like almost like the the funeral i think it says song? like a funeral dirge or something like that yeah and then the last thing here uh quarrel prof quarrel his turban talks to harry in a dream telling him to transfer to Slytherin. I'm sure that won't be important at all. But my main question here is, can you just transfer to another house if you want to? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, that's in a dream, so I understand. That's, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're, we're this again, this is mostly from Harry's perspective. Sure. sure. So he doesn't and, know and you can't do that and it's it's a dream. Right. So I just I was just wondering if that was theoretically a thing that would did happen. Hey guys, it's time for the obligatory self-promotion intermission. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, it would mean the world to both Scott and I if you could leave us a five-star review or rating on whatever podcast listening app that you're using. See, it's actually kind of insane how much a five-star review or rating propels a new young podcast like this. So we really mean it when we say that we appreciate the support Also, if you'd like to stay a little bit more up to date on our release schedule or really anything that we have going on, check us out on Twitter. Twitter handle is at we don't want a pod. And now back to the podcast. So that's 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 about all I have for chapter seven. Uh, Any any thing you want to interject here before we move to chapter eight? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find it in the in the book and all of my fellow Potterheads oh, are gonna give me shit because I don't know it off the top yeah, of my head. Should give you shit, but but did you not take notice of what Dumbledore's first words are of his speech? No. 
he basically just says gibberish. It's hilarious. That's maybe what <laughs> Harry was referring to when he was a, it's a he's a bit mad. Because yeah, he was just like saying gibberish, gibberish, and then I assumed he was speaking magic words because right after he's done speaking, like the food appears on their plates, right? So I was like, oh, my yes. guy's doing like a food summoning spell. That's what I assumed. Man, I am uh I am really disappointed right now. It's uh god damn it. Oh, yes. Okay. Albus Dumbledore had got to his feet. He was beaming at the students. His arms opened wide as if nothing could have pleased him more than to see them With all arms wide open. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome, he said. Welcome to New Year at Hogwarts. Before we begin our banquet, I would like to say a few words. And here they are. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Yeah. And that's, I think, <laughs> so does, that's when Harry's like, he's a bit nutty, my man. Yeah, man. The book Dumbledore is like a fucking weirdo. I love it, man. He he's is so definitely a weirdo. I, yeah, I think I assumed that wasn't him just being funny. I thought that was him doing a magical spell to get the food on their plates, but that's just him being nope, a weirdo. He's just saying? a fucking sh- cool. He's just like high as shit always. <laughs> I swear. I swear Dumbledore is like always on fucking something. You think that's that's a wand. That's actually his vape pen that he fills with the <laughs> sickest. Oh no, the not sickest. vape pens. He fills that with the sickest buds, man. Dude, Dumbledore wouldn't fuck your girl. <laughs> he's not using a vape pen. <laughs> It would be way better if Dumbledore would, though. I want to see Dumbledore with a fucking vape pen, just fucking stoned out of his mind at all time. Bro, oh, that CBD oil—that's the best shit, bro. I think this is—I think this is where people make fun of us for being vanilla as fuck because I don't think you actually get high from vape pens. No, you can put specific things in there too. I'm pretty sure. Oh man, dude! Listen to how amazing we sound. No, I'm sure yeah, you can I'm put sure, things yeah. in there to get. I'm out. not a stoner. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, uh, chapter eight starts with the Harry and Ron are having trouble getting to their classes because stairs will just vanish out from underneath you. I think they say, "Oh, you have to jump. Remember to jump, or you'll just plummet." Uh, ghosts throw things at you constantly and pull rugs out from underneath you. And I have, this school seems very dangerous. Osha would not approve. Um, <laughs> Osha definitely would not be okay yeah, with Hogwarts. Just, I, I would not want to be walking up a set of stairs and then just... Okay, you know that feeling? Have you ever been like climbing or going downstairs in the dark and you think there's like one more step, but there's like not? And that feeling of like that lurch, that falling you get... Yep. Uh, that would that that's terrifying, and that's like oh, that's just yeah, an everyday occurrence at this school. Fuck that, I I don't care for that. Yeah, y- you'll so when J.K. Rowling wrote this first book, uh, I don't know that she was fully aware that uh, it was gonna be picked up. Well, sure, and I'm sure she would have the opportunity. to... I'm sure she didn't expect it to be, like, the phenomenon. I mean, who does that it became? Right. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, she, she does a lot of these little things, which I, I think they're fine, and they help build the world and, and, like, build the castle and everything. But she does all these little things, like like the the staircases and, and just, like, a lot of descriptors of, like, how ridiculous and magical mm-hmm. and strange and different. I think that's the biggest point is that it's just, it's just different, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's basically the modern day like how backwards like the Willy Wonka factory is like things just happen that you just wouldn't normally fathom you know and and uh it doesn't stay I I think the book gets picked up and she realizes okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do more with this story I can't really talk about this shit anymore like (laughs) so are you saying does she walk that stuff back like does she not like retcon but does she just like cut back on oh look at how magical and weird this school is yes definitely I mean there's definitely a lot of things that make you scratch your head but it's it's very apparent that it's like 
oh, okay, like, we're not trying to just, like, make a statement on how fucking right. weird this place is. We're not is. trying to kill our students, like, every day by plummeting <laughs> to no, their deaths. No, that never really stops, yeah. Oh, Scott. excellent, okay. <laughs> excellent. Yeah, uh, very good. That is that is interesting to know, though. And uh, like I said, yeah, I mean, nobody writes this first book and expects it to be the phenomenon that it is. And I don't know if she expected to get, what, eight books out of this either. So, yeah, I understand stuff like uh, seven. seven. Okay, stuff like that happens. So <laughs> my next note here is just in all caps and quotes, got your conk, which I believe is, is a direct quote from Peeves when he steals someone someone's nose or like you know the game you do with like oh i got your nose but because he's (laughs) british as fuck it's got your conk which is just great i love i love british weird isms weird british words for things uh that's pretty good Uh, i do not have a lot of i'm really i do not have a lot of notes for this chapter but got your conk is a big one Hell yeah. Um, That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Quirrell, uh, his turban is very important. This book keeps screaming at me, is my next note. They keep talking about Quirrell's turban. Fred and George say it's stuffed with garlic or something. Uh, <laughs> the book is literally just yelling in my face. Hey, Quirrell and his oh, turban man. is very important. Uh, God, dude, I love Fred and George so much. Fred and George are pretty good. I, I have not a bad word to say about Fred and George. The rest of the Weasley family... Well, Mrs. Weasley seems delightful. She seems like a fine lady. She made corned beef for her son. He's just a dick. Fred and George, though, I'm I'm okay with them. Hundreds, my next note here, hundreds of owls fly through during breakfast, dropping packages. Seems like a real good way to get feathers or shit in your food. <laughs> Because, I mean, that's all birds do is they drop feathers and shit on things and they carry diseases. Yeah, bird, birds suck. I, listen, part. don't get me fucking started on birds. I don't know if we got any bird heads out there with our Ron heads. <laughs> People who like Ron probably also like birds. I hate birds. They do. They shit on things and carry diseases. Those are their only two functions in life. Except cool birds like hawks. Hawks are cool. That was my nickname in high no, school. No, it wasn't. Shut up. <laughs> when did this become a let's hate on birds podcast hey man we can keep yeah, it going because birds straight up fucking birds do suck, suck. I've, I have so much bird shit on my jeep right now I need to go get it washed oh, <laughs> we're man. really getting in the weeds here uh, <laughs> my next note is I can only read Snape's voice in Alan Rickman's voice R.I.P Alan Rickman is fantastic uh, He's the best. I, I remember him from the movies always being the best part of those movies. Um, God, I love Alan Rickman. He's, you know... I think uh, I think the combination of Alan Rickman as Snape and Maggie Smith as McGonagall is, like, that is Harry Potter in my head. Sure. It, like, as far as the films are concerned. Sure. I, I don't know that there's ever been two more perfectly played parts. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I remember I can picture McGonagall from the movies in my head, but I don't think I paid nearly as much as attention to her. I know, like, Alan Rick, I can remember when Alan Rickman died, you know, everyone was, like, on Twitter and social media, whatever, coming out of the woodwork talking about Snape and what have you, and it's, you know, that's all fine, it's well and good, but, I mean, to me, you know, Alan Rickman is Hans Gruber, Die Hard is when, you know, sure. I absolutely fell in love with him, he's also fantastic in, if you've seen Quigley Down Under, he's just such a good bad guy, he's such a, like, Yeah, a- he, he, he does a phenomenal job with Snape, but people who, like, wanted to talk about Snape when Alan Rickman died, they also fucking suck, because Snape sucks, dude. Snape's a fucking awful person. Sure, and I mean, you know, I haven't gotten super deep into it, but I mean, like, that's still fine, though, because, I mean, he owned that performance, from, again, from sure, what I yeah. remember. I mean, again, I, like, I don't know, with, with my feelings towards Snape, I almost wish that I didn't love Alan Rickman mm. so much because he makes me love the character, but Snape fucking sucks. See, I, you know what I mean? I already love Snape a lot, and I'm sure oh my him God. being Alan Rickman has a lot to do with that. In fact, my very next note here is I just have, yeah, watch your damn cheek, Potter. 
because I'm totally on Snape's side. I, okay, you, you need to give me your best uh, Alan Rickman. Oh, voice. I don't know if I can. He's so, like, just intimidating. Uh, okay, hold on. Watch your cheek, Potter. How was that? Hey, that's All right. good. All right. Watch your cheek, Potter. Uh, yeah, again, great <laughs> Britishism. Just telling him to watch his damn cheek. Uh, I don't. He doesn't say damn. I say damn. But it's real good. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Yes. So yeah. So, again, the, I had very few notes for this chapter. They're in potions class, and it's not Snape great. is just fucking basically reading Harry the riot act because he doesn't know shit, and he thinks him being a celebrity <laughs> is real dumb. And I also think Harry being a real celebrity is real dumb. So yeah, I'm on Snape's side here, dude. Okay, so when Snape walks in. He is basically My Chemical Romance, the, the fucking human being. No. That's that's who because he is. Because my they're like wannabe dark and like edgy. Snape embodies, Snape actually is. Like he has the uh, shit to back it up. I guess. And I'm saying all this knowing very little about Snape. I just assume. <laughs> Again, sure. this is all mainly based off Alan Rickman's amazing performance. Uh, and again, like I said, I cannot read any of his lines just without Alan Rickman's voice in my head. So chapter nine, uh, they're starting flying. Neville sucks at flying like he sucks at everything else. I think there was a part in the last chapter, if I remember correctly, about him fucking up the potions too. Neville sucks at life, basically. he I'm pretty sure he breaks his wrist here. Um, yeah. We find out Harry is good at riding brooms. He chases after what's his butt? Uh, uh, Malfoy, Malfoy, thank you. To get the thingy back when, you know, the the professor, I can't remember the writing instructor's name. Uh, Madame Hooch. Hooch. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good name. How can I forget that one? <laughs> Madam Hooch goes off is like, don't fucking touch your brooms or I'll kick you out of Gryffindor or not Gryffindor. I'll kick you out of Hogwarts immediately. So of course, immediately Malfoy and Harry get on their brooms. Uh, Harry thinks he's going to get expelled, but instead McGonagall's like, nah, yeah, we're going to make you seeker for the Quidditch team instead. Already getting rewarded for breaking the rules. I can see why Snape Dude. hates him. She's fucking pushing the envelope, man. She is. <laughs> she's uh, like, she's like, oh shit, man. I want Gryffindor to do good. You know that she's the yes, head of house. Yeah, for I Gryffindor. do know that. Yeah. They doesn't he? So okay, this might be in an upcoming chapter. We'll talk on here immediately. So he breaks the rules and gets rewarded for it immediately. Just like, yeah, we're gonna make you uh, first years can't have brooms, but we're gonna make an exception for that. Oh, here's a free Nimbus six thousand. Uh, also, you're starting on the Quidditch team and you're going to be our house hero. Way to break the rules, buddy. Uh, seems like a, yeah, a real double standard here. I don't. That is uh, that is how accountability yes. is uh, addressed at uh, definitely. Hogwarts. <laughs> definitely. They definitely big on that accountability. Yep. Next thing here, uh, Harry and Ron agree to do this midnight wizard duel because they are absolute idiots. Hermione, of course, tells them not to because she is the only one in this group with any sense at all. Surprise, surprise, it's a setup. Malfoy had no intention of coming, and these idiots fell for it. I think Hermione tries to stop them but gets locked out of the tower or something, the the Gryffindor Tower. So yeah. she has to come with them. Oh, I have a note. Hermione uses Harry's wand to unlock the door at some point. I was under the impression wands were more specific to their owners. Is that not the case? Um, so, in short, yes. I mean, a, a wizard can use any wand, uh, but you'll you'll get better results with your okay. wand. That makes sense. Uh, or, or, actually, yeah, that, 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 that's all I'm going to say. Magic, yeah. because magic, yeah. <laughs> well, no, there, there's actually some really good lore oh. stuff, like wand lore, that, that, that's that's talked about later. Of course there is. No, I just... Uh, but... Yeah. I guess the reason I thought that is because, uh, what was it, Ol- Ollivander was the wand dude? Yep. He, Fucking creep-ass yeah, old guy with dude, the wand. my guy. 
he was talking about how the wand chooses the wizard. So I, I guess I just thought like, oh, like wands are very specific to the owners. Hermione seems to have no trouble using Harry's wand here. So I guess maybe just Hermione's awesome, which she is. She is. Uh, oh, so they go in there and uh, my next note is Cerberus is here. Where is Zagreus? That's a very specific Hades joke. Anyone that's playing Hades will get that one, but no one else will. Uh, three. <laughs> I mean, that's just a Greek mythology joke, dude. Yes, but also like in in Hades, your character Zagreus is he's always petting oh. Cerberus, the three headed dog. And gotcha. Is awesome. This is the game you were telling me to play. I was. Yes, it's it's real good. You can pet Cerberus okay. anytime you want, and he's awesome. And does he have three he does heads? Have three heads. He's a giant. Well, that's three headed hellhound, good. and he's red, and he's awesome. Right on. Uh, oh, so they get out of there. Uh, they run away from the dog. Again, Hermione is the only smart one because she was the only one that noticed that it was on a trap door. So she's like, yeah, it's garden something, you dipshits. Um, and that's all I have for, for chapter nine, too. Uh, basically, the the whole thing was just them running from what's-his-face, uh, Filch. Yeah. And, yeah, then they see... From Walder Frey. Well, yes, exactly. Exactly what I, what I think of him, too, because he's the same guy that played Walder Frey, right, in Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, Her- Hermione, again, proving she's the only capable one, the only smart one. She unlocks all the doors for them. She's the only one that sees it was a trap door. The rest of them just suck. Neville, Harry, and Ron. Neville was with him, I think, right? Yeah, he he stayed outside because he couldn't remember the password, I think. And they find him. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they shut the door. And Neville's still like, wait, no. I. <laughs> it's probably because of his toad, right? That I know that fucking toad is going to come back up at some Probably, I think so. <laughs> Jesus, Neville and his toad. Okay, so chapter 10. Harry automatically assumes that what Hagrid took out of Gringotts is in the trap door guarded by the Cerberus. Because why wouldn't he? There are, I've noticed, and again, I understand this is a book aimed at children, not at adults, but of course it has to be in there because there are no B-plots or other scenarios in this book. There is only (laughs) the plot. There's nothing side going on. Everything is relevant to the main plot here. I'm so um, glad that you feel so far above the storytelling <laughs> of a book aimed for 10-year-old children. <laughs> did, did we mention earlier how I could be a bit pompous and arrogant about things? Yes. This. Dude, you uh, where's would, your B-plots? You rolling? would be such a fucking Slytherin. I hate oh, you I know. so much. Give me my B-plots and other scenarios rolling. Where's your red herrings? You got nothing. Anyway. Uh... Oh, okay, here, yes, I did have a note about this. Harry gets to break the rules and gets a free broomstick because he broke the rules before. Seems fair. I understand why Hermione was pissed. Wait, hold on. Did you just say broomstrick on accident? No, that was on purpose. (laughs) Making a pun? Broomstricked? No, but that is a good pun. That is a good pun because (laughs) that was his punishment to get a free broom. broom Broomstricked. Yes, they're very broomstricked at Hogwarts. (laughs) Uh, so I think they're getting ready for the Quidditch match at this point. Oh, no, they're practicing. He goes to practice with what's-his-face, Wood. And Wood tells him the longest game of Quidditch was three months because the game does not end until someone catches the snitch. And so my note here is, wow, those Seekers really suck ass at their jobs if they could catch the snitch for three months. Um, Yeah. Oh, so I've noticed that they mentioned Charlie Weasley a lot so far. Hagrid loved him. Apparently, he was the best seeker ever. Everyone always is talking about how Charlie Weasley is like the fucking bee's knees, man. And I just... <laughs> my next fight, can we get Charlie instead of Ron? <laughs> Dude, man. Okay, so that is... That is a very, very popular thought, by the way. I'm very glad that you thought yeah, that. They, because, fuck yeah, Charlie's a badass, and Ron is ultra yeah, lame. I'm, I'm sure we will get to meet him later. 
they just they talk about him a lot they yeah they're like oh he's the best seeker ever Hagrid's like yeah Charlie was great he was great with animals he's studying dragons he's so cool yeah Charlie apparently everybody loves Charlie the most popular popular guy at school uh, right right <laughs> and then right after this my next note is right on cue as I'm thinking this Ron is being a dick and makes Hermione cry the fucker uh god oh what is he that's I think he's saying like oh she doesn't have any friends cause she's so this must be when she was helping him figure out how to do uh, his I mean she was being a little spells she was being a little pompous no 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 I'm with Hermione on this one she was helping him do the spells correctly and he's being a dick and she hears him and it makes her cry because Ron's a dick um yeah, Ron is an I, asshole. He he is insufferable. He's pretty insufferable. I, I do not care for Ron. Quirrell, Quirrell busts in and says there's a troll in the dungeons, which apparently the dungeons are right by the girl's bathroom where Hermione was crying. So Harry says they have to warn her. I don't know why the girl's bathroom is right next to the dungeons. but Because plot, because Scott. Magic and plot, yes. So they go to warn her, at least at the very least, I will give Ron credit, is that he agrees with Harry immediately. I was like, oh, yeah, be a further dick, Ron, and be like, nah, we should go to the dorms. But he he goes, so, all right, fine, Ron. Um, <laughs> they say the troll is 12 feet tall, and yet somehow Harry jumps high enough to grab it around the neck. This dude should play basketball. He's like 10 years old, dude. right? He's got hops, He's got man. mad hops if he can jump that high. Like, I am six foot two, a, a grown-ass adult, and even in my prime, I could, uh, you know, I mean, I could grab rim, a 10-foot 10 10 rim, but Harry's like 10 years yeah, old here. you can here. grab that rim. What? So, yeah, you can grab that rim. <laughs> Jesus. But Harry is <laughs> jumping 12 feet in the air. This dude should drop out of wizarding school and get, like, a scholarship to Duke or something. Yeah, um, definitely. Oh, so they're fighting the troll. Uh, wand up the nose, gross. Ron accidentally saves the day, all thanks to Hermione teaching him, him how to properly say the spell. He uses the Leviosa or whatever. So, hold on. Do, have you... Okay. You're saying, oh, I'm with Hermione, I'm with Hermione. Can you not picture a time in your life being a child where there was a Hermione like that was just like, oh, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like that? Because fuck those people. Uh, not that I can specifically remember, but what I'm sure you're probably going to think and say is probably because I was that person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking teed that shit up, man. You're I, the worst. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, I mean, yes, I'm sure there were, but you know, listen, I am not a 10 year old anymore and I am viewing these books as I do now and Ron and Harry are idiots and they do need someone to tell them they're doing it wrong. Ron's probably still got shit on his face <laughs> to this day. We're like six months into the school year. I'm sure he still has not gotten that shit off his face. Dude, the the dirt on his nose is the actual hero. That's right. Of the yes, story. the dirt on his nose is the true plot point that needs to come back. That I would be happy if that's the B plot here. Is that Voldy is like hiding in the dirt on Ron's nose? That's that's the plot point that I need. Um, give me give me that would be give me that alternate timeline. So. Okay, so they knock out the troll. I, I I don't understand why Hermione needed to lie here. She tells them that she thought she could take on the troll by herself, so she went to chase it, and then they came in and saved her. I, I, I Just tell them the truth. Like, yeah, I was in the bathroom. I mean, even if you don't want to say I was in the bathroom crying, like, yeah, I was in the bathroom and this troll came in. I think I think it was more just to she like it was more to solidify their friendship by her putting them in a good light. I guess it just seemed unnecessary because then of course they lose house points and it's like 
I mean, just tell them you were in the bathroom and they came and saved you. It seemed, yeah. it seemed a little unnecessary, but now they're friends. That's that's fair. They're they're the bestest. They're the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's the end of chapter ten. Anything else you want to say about that, or any comments, Zach? Uh, no. I oh, actually, yeah. So, uh, do you remember the so like the part in the chapter where they're talking about Professor Flitwick teaching them Wingardium Leviosa? Yes. Uh, Professor Flitwick is described as a extremely short professor. He's like a tiny little sure. man. Um, he. This is uh, just a nice little fun fact for oh, you. Boy. Uh, he is actually, uh, or he was a dueling champion, like like he like wizard is one of the best. Yeah, wizard dueling, like one of the best wizard duelists in the world. Okay. Fuck That's yeah, cool. Professor Flitwick is a baller. Does that pay no, off it, in it any way at any point? I mean, like you throughout the books you do see some of his skill and and stuff and it's like okay cool like professor flitwick is is pretty badass but uh no it doesn't really come up in the books this is something i learned from pottermore um but uh yeah he i mean he's a fucking baller dude he he's a badass i'm i'm so glad you're here to help me fully appreciate this you know world. what asshole <laughs> i'm in, just kidding in a in a few books you're going to be like fucking in this shit i well i hope at least i'm sure thank you zach i'm not being sarcastic at all i appreciate oh my god you are the worst human being in the world that that is see stuff like that is cool i that you know that's world building and i wish more of that was actually you know in the text and not in the surrounding but again this is a book for 10 years that's that's fair anyway it's a children's it's a children's book, book. and uh, I, from what you've told me, the more they go on, the more the books get fleshed out. Correct? Uh oh yeah yeah definitely I, like the the turning point from it feeling like a, a children's series to to feeling more like a young adult is when uh, they start fucking s- series is like what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I said it is when they start fucking. <laughs> oh Jesus! God damn yeah, it, I know. Dude. <laughs> I'm an awful human being. What can I say? Oh fuck! Okay, man. it's it's uh it's in the third. It's like towards the end of the third book, where the things get a little bit more. Like it, I mean, really, the the true break point, the the true shift is at the end of the fourth book. Like that is like a hard change in the story. But yes, I said hard. Yeah. Did you just um, say hard? <laughs> but uh, like middle to end of book three, it definitely starts to get a little bit more. Um, I, I would say that Rowling definitely grew a little bit as a writer, sure. and and I th- I, th- I think you can you can okay. tell. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Chapter eleven. So <clears throat> Snape uh, has a limp and takes Harry's book away. So he goes to the staff room to get it back. He sees Snape's leg all fucked up by the dog and is convinced he's evil. So apparently the the idea here is that on Halloween when they or I think it was on Halloween when they fought the troll or maybe Halloween is coming up. I can't remember. It was it was, it was on Halloween so that Snape uh tried to get whatever the dog was guarding and got his leg all all bit up and I'm like come on Snape you're you're better than that come on Alan Rickman come on um <laughs> <laughs> I think I can't remember if we talked about this during the pod or just doing something else but uh, Gryffindor lion at some point there's mentioned that oh the Gryffindor like crest or like logo or whatever you want to call it is a lion and i am so upset by this it is the biggest slam dunk in the universe for gryffindor to be a fucking griffin also because they're magical ass creatures in this magical ass world but no it's a it's a gryffindor lion i am so upset by this talk me off this ledge zach 
That is fair. I, I got nothing, cool. man. I got nothing for you. May, maybe somebody out there in the fucking Twitter universe has something for you. Is Let me ask you this. Is Ravenclaw a raven? It, it is not. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. I'm so upset. What is Ravenclaw? Uh, it's an eagle. Oh, Jesus. That's a way. If it was like something completely different, but no, it's just a different bird. Do I even want to know what Hufflepuff is? Is it like a Jigglypuff? That's what I picture when I hear Hufflepuff, is I just picture a Jigglypuff. Um, it is... It's a badger. What the actual hell? You're making this up now. You're just yanking my chain. It's a badger. Oh my god. It's a fucking badger. That can't be accurate, because badgers are cool. (laughs) We had badgers around where I lived growing up. Those things are mean as shit. They yeah. hate everything. And that doesn't seem like Hufflepuff's personality at all. Um, Hold on. Hang tight. Oh, great. While you're, while you're looking this up, I... Slytherin snake. Sure, easy. Slam dunk. Snake slither. I get it. Hufflepuff should definitely be like a Jigglypuff or a Wigglytuff. Badgers doesn't make any sense. Badgers are mean and hate everything, as I said. I know. I've seen badgers in real life, IRL. And Hufflepuffs are like super chill, right? That's their whole thing. That's That's Ravenclaw. Jeez. I'm so angry. That is... That is so disappointing. So disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, my next note here, I just have Ugh, Quidditch. The, I remember in the movies, the Quidditch scenes were always like, I just want to move past this. Can we get done with the Quidditch? Maybe it's because I hate soccer and there's a, definitely a very distinct soccer vibe. Um... I can see that. Uh, yeah, it's a very British thing. I understand. Don't they at one point in one of the movies go to like the Quidditch World Cup is something <laughs> I kind of remember. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is. Yeah, I think that's that's in. Well, I mean, I know what movie it's in, but if I remember right, you said that was your favorite movie. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember which one I told you was my favorite. Uh Anyway, the Quidditch, like I said, from the movies, I always remember being like, oh, this is boring and the worst. Thankfully, I will say, this first Quidditch match is kind of over relatively quickly. It's kind of in and out done, so I was very appreciative of that. I will give props there. Uh, (laughs) For all my love of Fred and George here, I gotta hate on, I can't remember which one of them it is here, but at one point during the Quidditch match, Harry thinks he sees the snitch but then it's like, oh, it was actually just one of the Weasley's wristwatch. And I'm like, why the fuck are you wearing a wristwatch during your Quidditch sport, you dipshit? Like, A, yeah, that could easily confuse your seeker. B, you just don't play sports wearing a wristwatch. That's just, you're just asking for it to get, like, ripped off or get caught on something and give yourself a serious injury Come on, Fred and or George. I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> Don't wear your wristwatch playing your dangerous wizard sport. That's just irresponsible. You're so... Um, I take issue with you, the weirdest things. I mean, you just care about <laughs> dumb shit. I do. I do. I don't care about the made, the big stuff going on. I got to find the weirdest, smallest things to make a big deal about. Um... So Harry's broom starts freaking out, doing weird stuff. Uh, Hermione and Ron immediately think it's Snape cursing his broom because they see him, like, muttering under his breath. So Hermione goes to stop him. Um, She knocks over Quirrell and sets Snape on fire. But somehow, no one noticed that she did these things, and I'm very confused how she got away with that. If if any of our listeners are wondering why Scott sounded confused as shit the past, like, 20 seconds. What were you doing? 
<laughs> it's <laughs> when when Scott was explaining how Snape how Snape was uh, keeping eye contact and muttering. Oh, under his that's breath, what you I, were doing. <laughs> I proceeded to stare directly at the camera. And mutter into the camera. I did not inaudibly for catch, him. He was so I did confused. not catch on to that what you were doing at all. I thought you were trying to like uh, get something out of your teeth. <laughs> like you were looking to like oh, I got oh, cauliflower man. in my teeth. Oh man. Oh my god. So okay, help help me figure this out. How does how does Hermione set up straight up set Snape on fire and no one seems to notice that she did so um you know i i don't actually remember in the book if it's explained like this but i i mean i obviously i have a visual memory because of the movies uh so maybe it's conflicting but what i remember is that she goes up into the stands mm-hmm. but she's like underneath the stands okay. maybe that's what it is she yeah so like i mean picture like football bleachers sure. or something sure. like that and she's just underneath them and, and gets his cloak from down okay. there gotcha it also says something yeah. in the book about how she scoops the fire into a jar which is also very weird yeah you can't really, yeah she th- this fire. uh this flame will actually make multiple appearances okay. uh it's kind of it kind of becomes hermione's like okay thing. uh it, it, it's pretty neat like she gets She's just very crafty with uh, with her spell work and uh, and is able to just have this thing. I, I believe it. Hermione is the only one that has any sense. She's fucking badass, dude. Hermione is Hermione is fucking amazing. I agree. I like Hermione. So so Harry is obviously able to get back control of his broom, gets on, and like immediately like swallows the snitch, wins the game. <laughs> thankfully Quidditch yes. is over like like I said I was very surprised at how quickly this chapter moved uh once they get into the game there's not a whole lot of messing around like basically immediately as soon as they stop uh quote unquote Snape from cursing Harry obviously I do not think that is the case they uh he gets on his broom and is like oh sn- snitch in my mouth got it game over they so yep. I think like after that they go to Hagrid's house for tea or something. They are all know very convinced that Snape is evil, including Hermione, because I think Hermione before was like trying to defend him, as I recall. Um, but now yeah. all three of them, Ron, Harry, and Hermione, are like, nope, yeah, he's evil. He's trying to kill Harry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, except Hagrid. Hagrid's like, no, you guys are idiots. He's a school teacher. He wouldn't do that. Also, stop trying to figure out button to things that is not your business because they tell him about like, oh yeah, the your dog, your Cerberus fucked up his leg. <laughs> Apparently, its name is Fluffy. Hagrid tells them, which is which yeah. is pretty good. I'm gonna yeah. keep calling him Cerberus, <laughs> and he is so. Then Hagrid accidentally mentions Nicholas Flamel, and they're like, oh, who's Nicholas Flamel? And Hagrid's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And that, I think, yeah. is pretty much the end of Chapter 11. So now they got to figure out who Nicholas Flamel is and how they're going to stop Snape from being evil, I guess. Dude, this um, this entire book is basically just a whodunit novel. <laughs> it's fucking good. Eh, it. Whodunit novels I really enjoy, mostly. This one you're really enjoying right <laughs> okay so again it's the weird little things that i'm enjoying like the a to b to c plot is just very basic which is fine i don't have a problem with that but it's not the most interesting thing to me there's only a couple characters i really like it's it, sure. it truly is the really weird bizarre things that I've touched on here the thing the things I make notes about that I just think are funny or weird like the weird picture of the troll man with the shotgun that's probably peeves but it looks like a troll man with a shotgun um <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff or or my boy Terry boots uh, or got your conk. That that's the kind of thing that I am enjoying. The story itself, enough. I'm like, I could take or leave. You know, it's it's sure. fine. But 
Okay. Well, that's yeah, that's 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 the end of chapter 11 and the end of what we're going through today. Next time, uh, the final episode of the Sorcerer's Stone will be chapters 12 through the end of the book, which I believe is is 17 should be um, any any final thoughts here, Zach? Uh, no, man. I mean, I think I, I'm just excited to get I mean, I'm very excited to get through this book and, and get into a little bit more meaty story sure. and uh see if you enjoy it the way i think you will um yes but uh i i i am looking forward more to hopefully you are not just you know feed me a line here and it does get you know more deep and more interesting the deeper you get into it and i i am excited to see that because i i do think there are things about the world that i find interesting but yeah. they're they're not fleshed out in the way that I want them to be just yet, and I hope that comes with time. Sure. So well, uh, time will tell. Yeah. But um, anyway, hey uh, listeners, if uh, if anybody's listening, and uh, well, first off, I'm assuming you are probably here because you are probably a fan of Harry Potter, or maybe you're just a friend of, of ours because that's the only people who are ever going to listen to this podcast but um either way if you are a fan of anime and you are interested in following along in another one of our reluctant journeys through a series um we have another series uh, under the same we don't want a title uh just the subtitle would be one piece uh, I am following along, uh, or excuse me, moving along through the One Piece storyline as uh, I talk a whole ton of shit about it, because it's pretty ridiculous, and Scott does his best to defend it. Uh, so go give that a listen if you haven't already, uh, it would mean a lot. Yeah, if you're interested in listening to us talk about an actual good media series like One Piece, uh, one that is... <laughs> I'm gonna fucking One that is incredible and has fantastic world building and characters... You should, you should definitely go listen to, to our discussion about one piece. God fucking. But man. but no, seriously, uh, that's you know that's exactly why we're doing this. Is that you know obviously we have different opinions about both Harry Potter and One Piece, and yeah, join us for those because they're they're a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Uh, join us again next time. Like I said, we'll be discussing uh, the third chunk here of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone chapters 12 through the end of the book and we'll see you next time